Hey there, and welcome to another Testimony Tuesday. Today, I have Miss Michelle Driggers in the house. Michelle, it's good to have you with me. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Um, so we want to just uh, ask you a few questions. First of all, like we normally do, uh, did you grow up around here? I did not. Um, my mom and dad are from here. My mom is from Florence. My dad is from Darlington. Okay. Um, but my dad was career military. So we grew up all over the place. I was actually born in Midwest City, Oklahoma, okay. right outside Oklahoma City. Um, from there, we moved to Hawaii for a couple of years. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yep, my sister was actually born there. Um, then we moved to Florida for a couple of years, and then he decided to retire. So he chose Charleston, and that's where I grew up. Okay, well, that ain't a bad place to grow Not up. Not a bad place at all. So, um, all right, we'll come back to that. Mm-hmm. Um. So your your schooling sounds like you kind of bounced around a little bit. Were you? Well, it wasn't bad for me because I was the youngest. Okay. So by the time he retired, I think I was maybe five. Oh, okay. So all of my all of my school years were in Charleston. I got you. So how was how was Charleston back then? Not to say you're old. Ouch. Um, Charleston back then was it really was an awesome place to grow up. I grew up on James Island. Yeah. So it wasn't wasn't downtown. It was kind of like a small community of its own. Um, but it was it was a great place to grow up. When I lived there, I didn't love it, and I was ready to get out by the time I went to college. Really? Because um, everybody's going it. there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it just, you know, after you live somewhere for so long, right? everybody knows you. It's just different. And you're just tired. I mean, you just want something different. So right. I, I left, and I regret it now. I wish I had wish I'd been able to stay, but, you know, God had other plans. So. Yeah. Well, it, I, I, I saw this, I don't know, maybe a month ago where Charleston – maybe the number one destination for people to go. I think it is now. Uh, I know it's way up there. Especially for weddings. Yeah. Um, beautiful place. Uh, expensive place in most areas. So, um, But anyway, so your schooling, how was, how are you as a kid? Were you, um, how many siblings do you have? I have two siblings. I have a sister who is three and a half years older. Okay. And a brother who's 11 years older. So I was the baby. So your relationship, were you the spoiled baby like most? or? <laughs> well, that depends on who you ask. I mean, if you if you ask my siblings, they would say yes. Right. If you ask my mom and daddy, no, absolutely not. I was not spoiled. Right. No favoritism there. No, absolutely not. So um, I assume both are still living. Your your siblings. Yes, both. Do you have um, Do you have a close, a good relationship with them? Um, I'm pretty close to my sister. My brother is. He's a little more difficult. So. Gotcha. I don't. I don't see him as often, don't really talk to him in between his visits here, Right. Um, but I'm closer to my sister. So they live away. They both still live in Charleston. Okay. Um, all right. So your relation, are both your parents still alive? They are. Okay. How's your relationship with them? I'm very close to them. Okay. And they still live in Charleston? They live in Timminsville. Timminsville. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. They went from Charleston to Timminsville. Yeah, but that's where... Like culture shock. Yeah, huh? that's where my, my grandmother was living at the time. My grandfather had passed away, so they moved out there to take care of her. Okay. So a little bit slower pace, but that Much. ain't that ain't bad. Yeah. Um, all right. So, how are you as a kid growing up? Like, obviously, when we're born, we're born into sin. So you know, nobody has to teach us how to be bad. We know how to be bad. We know how to be selfish. But it it seems like um, that you know we can really start to stray away, so to speak. Maybe in our middle school teen years. How was that for you? Uh, you know, I. In comparison, like I said, I have an older brother, and he is the um, he's the black sheep. So he's if if there's anything to be done, he's done it. 
<laughs> right. He's, you know, he's the one that broke every rule. And so in comparison, I probably seemed very, very tame. Gotcha. But there were a lot of things my parents didn't know about. Right. A lot of choices I made. I was just very fortunate. I didn't get caught. Just didn't get caught. Yep. Um, so, I, you know, I did some things I'm certainly not proud of, some drinking. And yeah. um, when I was in probably ninth, tenth grade. Probably 10th grade was my probably, was probably my rebellious year. That was the year I thought. I had a reputation for being um, a goody two-shoes. And you wanted to prove them wrong. And I did want to prove them wrong. <laughs> and I tried for a, for a brief period of time, I tried, and I could never, right. I, I just couldn't do it. It just, I felt too guilty. Yeah. After a while, I just gave it up and embraced the whole goody two-shoes thing and thought, eh, I'll just go with it. Right. That, well, kind of same way would, I have one brother, and he's uh, three years younger than I am, and growing up, um, he just didn't care. I mean, he would do it. And if he got caught, he got caught. You know, if he had to pay the consequences, he'd pay the consequences. And um, I was the one that fortunately, I mean, I didn't do a lot of a lot of bad things, um, but I just didn't get caught. Yep. So, but, um, so how was your, your uh, high school years? Everything went well for you? Yeah, I, I was a straight A student. Yep. Top of my class. I had friends in every group. They were they were good years. I mean, I enjoyed high school. Right. But like I said, by the time toward the end of high school, I was just tired of tired of being there and tired of knowing everybody. Yeah. And I, I just wanted to be somebody different. I wanted to go away and reinvent myself, and I tried that. That didn't go so well. But, <laughs> you know, live and learn. So, did you out of high school? Did you go to college, or did you just go into the workforce? No, I went to college. I you know, <laughs> I became a Christian when I was ten, and I didn't. I didn't understand what that meant exactly. Right. You know, I thought it meant being good and not fighting with my brother and sister. And I, it wasn't until I was probably, gosh, I don't even know, 16, 17 yeah. at least, before I realized that it was it was more, that it was about a relationship. But one of the things that I never got until I was way into my adult years, um, and maybe, maybe somebody tried to tell me and I just missed it, was that I should have prayed and asked God what he wanted me to do with my life. Yeah. Where he wanted me to go to college, who he wanted me to date. That never occurred to me. Right. So I, I made some choices that um, I kind of made them and said, hey, God, this is what I'm going to do, and I hope you'll bless it. Right. And I, I did that with college. I chose a college that was three hours away. Okay. Um, didn't know a soul. It was certainly, it was a Christian college, supposedly, yeah. um, but it was certainly not in my denomination. <laughs> supposedly, yeah. Well, I got there and they didn't, they didn't really act like Christians. Right. But, um, and I spent a year there really regretting the decision. Um, I, it just never fit. Right. Never felt right. So it was a wasted year, but I learned a lot. Right. So just going back and then we'll come back. Did you grow up in church as yes. you did? Okay. So yeah, you had a family. My parents went. were ultra conservative. Gotcha. Um, very Christian. My dad was a deacon. My mom was a Sunday school teacher. She um, was president of the WMU, which for those people who don't know, is the Women's Missionary Union right. in the Baptist Church. Yeah. We were there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Um, if the if the pastor was washing windows on Tuesday night, we were probably there. <laughs> they were helping him. I mean, yeah, we were there. My parents didn't smoke, drink, cuss. They didn't fight in front of us. I mean, it was very Beaver Cleaver. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, we were we were raised in a very Christian house. Yeah, which is good because I mean most 
a lot of homes today you just don't see that yeah you know um in fact most homes you see now are are broken homes Mm -hmm. so but I, I saw something the other day on Facebook that, that, and I didn't read it just for the length of it at the time, but it said, if you're not taking your children to church, you're doing them a disservice. Right. So uh, it's good that you grew up in that. Was there ever a time in there that you just really, since you had come up in it so so young, that you just wanted to rebel against it? Or did you pretty I, much stay I straight? Didn't. Um, that's kind of where all my friends were. Yeah. Because I grew up with those kids. Um the only time I really stopped going briefly was during maybe the first part of my first marriage because he didn't go to church. He wasn't a Christian. Right. And so I, for, for a brief time, I stopped going. I would stay home with him, but yeah. it didn't last long because that didn't work out well either. I felt too convicted. So yeah. So did you graduate from a college or did you just go into a workforce? I, I did not. I went that one year, yep. and then my plan was to um, switch colleges. Gotcha. In the meantime... I met somebody, and that plan plan changed. So. I got you. So the somebody I'm assuming was the first husband. He was the first husband. Okay. So just from talking to you in bits and pieces, this is kind of where it 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 gets kind of yeah. serious. So just kind of elaborate how how you met and how that relationship was. We were introduced um, through a mutual friend. Um, he was very very charming. Said all the right things. Basically, whatever you wanted to hear. Right. That, that's what he told you. Um, and I was, I was suckered into that. And I, and I thought, gosh, this is really great. And um, we started dating, dated about a year. Yep. He proposed. And I thought, absolutely. Again, never once prayed about it. Never occurred to me to pray about it. Yep. Um, and then it, we got married and things took a hard left turn. And, he flipped the switch. And he was not who I thought he was. Um, and that began 12 years of um, his drug addiction and alcohol addiction. So how old were y'all when y'all married? I was 20 when we got married. 20, okay. I was 20 and turned 21 that same year. Gotcha. Yeah, so we were married for 12 years. Um, so then he starts the drug addiction. Which apparently had been going on, but he hit it very well. Yeah. Um, but it came out after we got married. Um, and there were always the promises that he was going to quit um, Were there any red flags to you at all, looking before, back? No. No. No, but... Because usually the women that, run the red flag, and they don't even see it when they're in it, but just looking back, it's like, you didn't see that? You know, and they just don't. <laughs> Funny thing about red flags, somebody said to me yesterday, they'd seen a, a meme on Facebook about red flags, and it was like, didn't you see the red flags? And the other person said, but red's my favorite color. Oh, gosh. I thought, wow, that's, <laughs> that's pretty deep. Right. Um, I, I didn't, but I wasn't raised in that drug culture. Right. So I had no idea what I was looking for. And like I said, he was very, very charming, so... Whatever lie, I mean, he could look you in the eye and lie and just, you know, make it believable. Mm. So do you mind saying what he was addicted to? Um, I, I know there was, I don't know all of it. I yeah. know that there was um, marijuana. Okay. I found out later there was some coke. Yeah. Um, could have been a lot more. But those, he didn't do them in our home. Right. It was always away from the home. So getting the real truth out of him as to what he was doing um, was next to impossible. So I'm assuming he carried on a pretty normal life, work-wise, and I mean, mm. he just wasn't. Well, no, he was really, he was really not into working. <laughs> okay. That was really not one of his his strong suits either. So he was always out of a job. Yeah, and it was always somebody else's fault. Uh, it was never. Got to love that fault. guy. Yeah. Yep. So he was, you know, I used to tell people I, I divorced him because he had terrible um, allergies. Yeah. He was allergic to 
being faithful. He was allergic to working. He was allergic to being a law-abiding citizen. He, you know, right. But those were all true things. I mean, he, and all those things go hand in hand. The drug addictions, the alcohol addiction, the lying, um, not being faithful. Right. Um, and I probably should have left a lot longer, a lot earlier than I, than I did. Right. But I had made a commitment, and I felt like I was supposed to stick that commitment out. Right. And in the meantime, of course, we ended up having three children. And so yeah. then what do you do? I felt like I had to stay for them. Right. But it got to a point that it was not healthy. It was not healthy um, for me. It was not healthy for them. Um, there, there was some abuse involved, um, mental, mostly emotional. Yeah. And toward the end, it got a little physical. So at that point... I finally decided one day, I woke up, and I'll never forget, I woke up, we were in the kitchen talking, and and I just knew, I mean, all of a sudden I thought, I felt dead inside. Yeah. I had fought for so long to keep the marriage together, to be a faithful wife, and I thought that I could, I thought that I could change him based on how I lived in front of him. Right. Some people don't want to change. It boils down to what they want to do. I've told people recently, and I mean, it's just a fact that God can do anything Absolutely. and change anybody Absolutely. in as any circumstance, but they got to allow it. That's right. Right. So, so you endured that. Um, so this would be one thing that I'm curious of. You, you wake up that day. Did you just have this peace about you and your decision that you were going to make? Because I have people often ask me, how do I know when I can leave? Because there's a lot of people going through a lot of things. Sure. And, you know, God doesn't like divorce, but it, it doesn't mean that uh, he wants to stay, wants you to stay in an abusive situation either. Yeah. Um, so I never tell anybody to divorce uh, unless there is abuse. Um, and then obviously adultery is one where God says, if you want out, you can, you can get out. But people often ask, and unfortunately it's usually women, you know, how do I know when I can go? And I don't have that answer. You know, the only thing I can tell them is God's got to give you a peace in that. That's right. So I didn't in that moment. I, I don't remember feeling peaceful. I remember feeling dead. And I remember thinking in my head, if I don't get out of this, one of two things is going to happen. Either I will kill myself or I, it's, it's going to kill me. Right. I'll have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. And either way, I have three children to think about, right. and I can't continue this way. I, I just can't. And I remember saying to him in that moment, I, I can't do this anymore. So how old were the kids when it just got to this point? Um, they were nine, four, and two. Wow. So yeah. you were, I'm assuming you were basically a single parent at this point. I had been a single parent since they were born because he didn't really, he didn't really have any He was allergic dealings. to kids, too, yeah, right? He didn't yeah. really. Well, he was allergic to kids only unless there were other people around. And if he could, you know, play Wonder Dad in front of people then, in front of his family, that kind of thing. But when it was just us at home, he did his own thing and didn't really have a lot to do with them. But but in the moment that I looked at him and said, I'm done, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I remember he laughed and he said, you don't mean that. And I said, you know, at this time I, I really do. Right. And in that moment, that's when the peace came. Yeah. And that's when I thought. This is the right thing. I, right. I can do that. There had been plenty of times over the years that I'd threatened to leave. 
Um, and that's where he laughs and goes, you're not going to do it. Right, because he'd heard me threaten that yeah. multiple I, times over the years. I've heard many women say that, that, you know, and I've told them, well, I mean, you're, you're telling him you're coming back. So that's why that's he's right. laughing. So That's right. And, and he did. And he did not think I meant it. And I, that, you know, in that moment, I said, I, you know, I am done this time. Right. Um, it got a little ugly after that. And um, because I think he he thought um, that he could force me to make him stay, to let him stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was not. And so he ended up moving out. And he spent the next, I don't even know, several weeks, um, you know, trying to get me to let him come back home. He would be nice, beg and plead and offer up the world. Right. And I, and I just stuck to my guns and kept saying, no, I, this, is, this is over. Right. Well, then he would get angry and then he would threaten all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> One of his favorite things, he liked to threaten to kill himself. Um, you know, he would kill himself. He would kill himself in front of us and the kids, uh, just all kinds of things. But right. It went on for several weeks until I think he realized that I was really serious. Yeah. And then he finally eventually gave up and moved on. And um, and it really was the best thing. It really, I had just a deep sense of peace about it, that I'd done the right thing. Yeah. And I felt good that I had given it 12 years, that I had, um, during that 12 years, I had talked with my pastor multiple times. Mm-hmm. Um, and his take on it was, God doesn't like divorce. Um, his take was that divorce is a sin, yeah. but it's a sin just like any other sin. Right. And that there were certain circumstances God understood. Yeah. So I felt like I had done everything that I could do. Right. And we moved on and um, didn't have a lot of contact with him. Haven't had a lot of, a lot of contact with him since then. Yeah, I was going to ask you, is he you know, in your life at all with the kids or anything? No, he initially... Um, he got them every other weekend, mm-hmm. but that dwindled really quickly. There yeah. was always an excuse why he couldn't get them. Um, but since then, he's been in and out of jail because okay. he's also allergic to paying child support. So <laughs> he didn't he didn't do that. So he was in and out of jail for that. So um, you know. So anyway, for the you know, fast forward the next ten years, yeah. I single parented, and they haven't seen him. Gosh, I think since the oldest one graduated high school, which would be two thousand ten. Wow. They haven't spoken to him, haven't heard from him. Yeah. We're, we're still friends with his family, but not with him. Right. All right. So then you go through all of that. And then obviously now, uh, where do you meet Jeff in, in this mix? <laughs> um, my daughter is or was a softball player. Yep. And so she started playing softball when she was probably seven or eight. Um, and I knew Jeff from the ball field because he was a softball umpire. Yep. Knew who he was. We'd never really met. Right. Um, but she went on to play high school ball, travel ball, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And we literally were, at that point, softball family. I mean, that's all we did. She had tournaments on the weekend, and we were there from sun up to Sunday on uh, Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. Um, and the running joke on her team was, you know, the next guy you date is going to really have to love softball because that's all you do. <laughs> right. Well... Jeff and I ended up meeting through a mutual friend at the softball field while he was umpiring right. Lauren's softball game. Okay. So it just kind of kind of went from there. But. So how long now, I've known Jeff a long time, but just from going to church with his family way back right. uh, at my previous church. 
and uh, his brother Michael was heavily involved with our youth group at the time. So, um, but I didn't know Jeff as well because he's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. Um, but nevertheless, have, have known his family for a long, long time. Um, so, how long have y'all, y'all been married? We have been married. In fact, next week, week after next, we will have been married eight years this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, how's that been? Just. It's been a bed of roses, right? It's great. Absolutely, yeah. it has. Every, yeah. It is. Every absolutely. Christian marriage is wonderful, we right? We don't have any problems. We never <laughs> argue. We agree on everything. Right. I hope he hears this. Yeah. Because if he ever hears this, he's going to laugh. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's been a struggle at times. because It is, because yeah. we both came from first marriages. Yeah. And so we both brought our own baggage from those marriages into this one, and that's that's tough and you know those first couple of years trying to figure out how to navigate around that because you bring that luggage in yeah and you don't unpack it right away you unpack it piece by piece over the years so things that you forgot that you had in that luggage from the first marriage all of a sudden come out in the second marriage when something is said or done and you think oh i'd forgotten i was upset about those kind of things i forgot i had that issue or right but it's it's been a work in progress he is um a wonderful wonderful person yeah um I don't think there's anything that he wouldn't do for me. Right. He is certainly all about sacrificing whatever. Yeah. I mean, if there's, you know, one piece of pizza left, if if he hadn't eaten in three days, he's right. still going to say, "No, you take it." Yeah. He's he's really good about those kind of things. But he and I are very different. I mean, he's very um, serious. Yeah. He's very straight faced, very um, to the point, mm-hmm. and I am so not. Right. I am the sugar coated. Well, let's the opposites nice. attract, right? And we have to. We're, I'm the. Yeah. I'm the, the. Let's all hold hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> right. And he's the. I don't like Kumbaya. I'm not singing it. Yeah. I don't want to. Well, you kind of balance one another out. Sure. Yeah. Christy's like that. She's the to make everybody feel good, and it's not fake. I mean, she's just right. that way, and and it's a good thing because she balances me out. Um, I certainly don't like confrontation, but I'm a I'm a kind of like let's shoot it straight mm-hmm. kind of person too, but. Uh, and then that transitions into, uh, as we wrap it up, where I met you is here at Lebanon. Yep. Um, and I think I've been here, Christian, it's been five years, I believe. Um, so how long have y'all been here? Well, if you've been here five, then I think we've probably been here probably six, six or seven, I guess, then. Yeah, I say probably five or six. six. I think something. it's five. Yeah. So you were here a little bit before I got yeah, here. Yeah, not too long before you. Maybe a year, year and a half, maybe at the most. I got you. And then, um, um, so now you're on the praise team with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a, you're a good asset for us. Thank you. Um, super faithful. You know, you and Jeff serve um, just pretty much every week with the kids, you know, so... Uh, y'all do a lot around here, um, and we're very appreciative of it. But there's a lot I didn't know about you, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, and just hearing you talk about these things, my mind just floods with people that need to hear it. Um, from, you know, going through 12 years of hell dealing with drug addiction, uh, having three kids in that, and being a single parent. Um, trying to do the right thing, you know, and then um, your marriage to Jeff, bringing two blended families mm-hmm. together. And uh, I know people now that, you know, are trying to 
really push through that because it's it's really it's a tough. struggle for them. It is tough. Um, and you know, we all want to see marriages thrive and do well. They're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, they're a lot of work, but you know, I, I don't, I can't think of a greater testimony in this day and age than. Uh, for marriages to work through the problems, stick it out, love one another, uh, serve in the local church like y'all do. Um, so all those are, are great things to point people to, hey, if you'll just put God in the middle of it, That's right. you know, he'll bless it and uh, he'll work through it with you. So uh, I appreciate you being here today well, thank you. Uh, i love you a little bit more now that i know more about you <laughs> that was all just the tip of the iceberg there's a whole lot more than that but <laughs> well maybe we'll time. work on a book that's right not oh i have the title for that i, I uh, came up with that a long time ago but we'll anyway. give it to us lessons learned in the dark there you go came that, up with that a long time ago. i got a feeling that would be a bestseller well i don't know about that but but i think there are people who who need to hear some of that stuff. And, and some of those people have come to the lift class yep. that, that Brandy teaches. Yeah, and we didn't mention that. You're, you're involved in that. I, I am. I started out um, offering to keep nursery for them. Okay. And then we got to a point we didn't have anybody who had kids, so I just started sitting in on the class, not thinking that I really had anything to contribute. Right. But over the years, we've had ladies in there who were going through some of the same stuff. Yep. And it was really neat to be able to say, I've been where you are. Right. Here's the mistake I made. Yep. I see what you're doing. You know, and here's kind of what you can do here are some resources here are huge things that can help people because me dealing with people and talking to them i mean honestly i know the right thing to tell them Mm -hmm. um but i haven't personally been through that you know i I don't know what it feels like to be at my wits end and just dead inside because of the person i married doesn't want to do anything and it's trying to wreck their life you know so those things are huge. Um, there's a lot of people that need to hear that and could benefit from getting to know you and the testimony that you have and just kind of pouring into them and, and really helping them through some of the roughest times of their life. So I, I do appreciate you being with us today. Sure, I appreciate uh, you asking me. So thank you for being with us for another Testimony Tuesday. Uh, we'll see you back here next time.